Welcome to Kick Talk Killy Time. My name's Chris Kane. My guest today is Alan Cochran, a, a Wheelkent face around Rugby Park, a man who's been following Kilmarnock as a broadcaster and as a, as a journalist for uh, for a number of years. Alan, let's set up the scene. Kilmarnock last season had quite a dicey end to it. We were all a little bit concerned that they may actually be going down into the first division. They rescued it just in the last few weeks, but uh, how concerned were you? It turned safe at the end, didn't it? There was there was actually quite a bit to spare, but I think everybody was a bit concerned. It wouldn't have been too difficult for it to go the other way, I think. And uh, without question, I'm sure we'll talk about it, Kevin Kyle coming into the team at the end of the season made a huge difference. Well, let's just go on and talk about Kevin Kyle just now. Without him, where do you think you'd be right now? I think they'd probably have held on for it. They'd have stayed up, but it would have been tighter than it turned out to be. And uh, it's certainly a bonus for all the Kilmarnock supporters uh, for the season coming ahead that he's going to be there unless somebody comes along with a big signing offer before the end of August. But uh, I'm sure he intends to be there for the year. I'm sure Jim Jeffries does. And that's going to make a big difference to the team this year, I think. Kelly have always got that problem in that they, they develop uh, players, they find players. Jim Jeffries has got an amazing ability to find little gems from from. Stra- the strangest or, or places, big gems in his case, <laughs> big gems in the strangest places. But it is the difficulty that with Kilmarnock's uh, financial situation, if a team comes in and offers big money for it, they really have to consider it. That's true of every team, including the old firm now, Chris. As you well know, you know that, that no one can hang on to players if the money is coming from down south, especially. Uh, so that's difficult. But I mean, look at their, their opponents on Saturday, Hamilton, who have lost arguably one of the best players in Scotland or potentially one of the best players in Scotland and a couple more and maybe more to go because there's interest in some more so so all the clubs are in that position that uh, all of them are strapped for cash none of them can turn down big money if that comes along Um, there's been interest in other Kelly players like Craig Bryson for example but uh, whether any of them will go I'm not sure because I'm not sure the interest is so great that it would prize them away from a club who must fancy their chances a little bit this season and I'll come on to why I think that's the case too have you noticed in recent weeks with you dealing with the club, is there a sense that the the lack of television money, what with the debacle following Satanta, is is that having an impact in the way the club's preparing for, for the season ahead? I haven't seen that. I, I think they had really... I think they could see that coming a few months ago and the stuff they were preparing uh, took that into consideration as they went along. So I, I don't think so. And... Uh, the fact that they have signed another player, of course, and they've brought another player in, although they, they did let David Lilly go, that must be said, and, the, and there was the business about Gary Locke and him not staying on as the coaching staff. But, uh, no, I, I, I think they're as comfortable as they can be with the, that huge debt problem they've got hanging over them. That they have the huge debt problem and they've, they've had to learn how to, to manage it and live with it over the, the, the last little while, does that make it easier to, to assimilate the problems that Satanda have left them? Um, I, I doubt if Michael Johnson would think it makes it easier I think it will be very difficult day to day whatever happens and, and I think that's going to continue um, it's not going to be solved in, in a season or even two seasons that's going to take a wee while to work out unless they really uncover a big gem and there's a 5-6 million pound transfer fee but I don't see that coming anytime soon it must be said over the last few months in preparing for this season, not as many comings and goings as we've seen in previous years, but let's talk about the, the fresh faces. I suppose we can still call Kevin Kyle a fresh face, but the, there's others as well. Well, well, there's only really one other, isn't there? Um, Kevin Kyle made a huge difference when he came along and uh, 
I think everybody's very excited about what he might bring to the club as we go through this this season. Um, I don't think he's fit for the first game or two. I think he's recovering from an operation. Although I did see him at the club with a tracksuit on uh, last Sunday. I, I called in at the open day just for a very brief time in the passing. But uh, he's obviously one that they'll be, they'll be looking to. And, and one that's not a new face, but a guy who's not been there that long, Connor Salmon. Um, I saw him in a couple of pre-season friendlies, and I know you can't tell an awful lot from that, but particularly against Burnley, um, I thought he'd developed an awful lot in the close season. He's obviously a good pre-season with the club, and he's always had the enthusiasm, he, he buzzed about the park, and he's a big lad, but he's added to that, I think, no considerable amount of skill, it must be said. Um, he was pulling down balls from the air and beating players in a way that I didn't see him do last season. Maybe a bit more time, it was a bit more pre-season, but I think he's added a bit of strength. He's still a young lad, of course, and he's added a bit of strength to his play. So I think we're looking to to get something out of that. And, of course, the one signing they have made is Birchall, and uh, we just saw a little bit of him. He's obviously still finding match fitness, but he's he's still not an old player. He's only about 27, 28, I think, Birchall. But uh, very street-wise, he's been around. He's had a load of clubs. Um, perhaps come on it with the one that he'd settle in and really make a make something of it. Let's talk about the season ahead. We'll come to Saturday's game in a minute, but let's generally talk about the season. In the the four years that I've been closely watching Kilmarnock, this is a a strange time the, the the week before the beginning of the season because Kilmarnock always have so much promise and potential. Two years ago they had a top six finish, and last year they struggled to survive. Do you always? struggle yourself to, to, to predict what they're going to do for the next <laughs> next few months? I and everyone else struggles to predict what's going to happen and not just with Kilmarnock it must be said it's very difficult to tell at this time of the season isn't it? But I think in one way Kilmarnock are in a stronger position than some. They've got the same manager and that's not true of a number of clubs in the Premier League they've got the same playing squad they haven't really lost any players and they've added a little bit to it so they're a much more settled outfit than almost everybody else in the Premier League so that mu- I would think that would bode well Kilmarnock also tend to start away pretty well they've done that in the last two, three, four seasons in fact where after the first quarter if you like they've been up very near the top of the league and last season that saved them in fact because they got so many points at the start of the season that when they had that poor spell each side of Christmas New Year and they did lose a lot of games, didn't pick up many points at all they had a little bit in the bank if you like which carried them forward so I'm a Kilmarnock man as you well know and I'm always very hopeful for them but I think this season there's maybe something to back up that hope like all the other clubs they're going to have to avoid injuries none of them are carrying big squads and if you get three or four injuries and players in the same type of position that weakens the team drastically and the others don't, then you struggle. But th- that's what has happened to Kilmarnock in previous mm, seasons. Yeah. They have had big injuries and they have had it all uh, on, on the same area of the park. Do you think, has Jim Jeffries allowed for that this season or does he just not have the money to allow for it? I think both. I think he's allowed for it as much as he can. I think he has brought in and has got utility players in a way who can play in several positions and do it pretty well and you've seen them using that over the last couple of seasons but Jeffrey's reckoned the end of, by the end of last season he'd a better squad than he'd had for a few years that squad's not changed um, the only real loss is David Lilly that he didn't keep and uh, who is going to Queen of the South I believe but he's brought in Birchall and I think that's an improvement in the forward area if Birchall can stay fit I, I'm not sure that his History has not been plagued by some injury uh, problems as well. 
So I, I think we're keen that he stays fit, of course, I, I, as we are for all of them. But I think as much as he can be, I don't think he can afford to run a bigger squad than he has. And again, that's the same. You know, if you talk to Craig Levine or you talk to you know any of the other managers around the, the first division, with the except, not even with the exception of the old firm, because you've we've all heard of Rangers problems in that area too. Um, they can't run bigger squads than they've got. Very difficult. What about cup action? Uh, you, you almost had a, a situation again with the, 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 the Cooperative Insurance Cup where you nearly drew air again. It was quite close, <laughs> wasn't it? Yes, that would have been interesting. It was good fun last year, wasn't it? Um, I, I was at the first game and unfortunately missed the replay. I was abroad. But uh, great fun for both the Kelly and the air supporters. I would like to see that again. And I've said on more than one occasion, I would like air to be up there in the Premier League as well. These derby games are terrific. Um, I think it would be good for Ayrshire. It's obviously not going to happen immediately, but uh, that would be great if, if they could do it. Rather than come on and go down to join them, I think it would be better if air came up. I think at the, the cup draw, you really just wanted them, when it was uh, only Greenock, uh, St Mirren, Ayr and Kilmarnock left in that, you just wanted them to stop it at that point and say, right, OK, let's have a local derby, let's just not even bother doing the draw. <laughs> it would be good fun then, wouldn't it? <laughs> every, every club would have won financially out of it. Uh, do you think that... In previous years, the cup gets in the way. I think of, of of league progress. In that, if you're splitting your your focus between two major competitions, you know, ultimately, when you've got a tight squad, when you've got financial restrictions, you can end up being a jack of all trades and master of none. No, I think you. I think uh, I, I know Jim Jeffries thinks this because I've heard them say it more than one occasion, and I'm sure the other managers think this. They want to be in all the competitions and cup runs, especially for provincial teams, are terrific incentives. You get the, the crowds coming along in numbers. You get good atmosphere at these games, and it's they're one-off games. You know, the the league doesn't lie. The best team wins the league. Best team doesn't always win the cup. You can have three or four really outstanding games and you're in a semi-final or a final and you've got big support I mean I, I was there and, and saw it when Kilmarnock won the cup and that's 12 years ago now and Kilmarnock was flooded with people that day there were thousands and thousands of thousands of people out in the street and that happens at cup runs when, we, when they got to the, the CIS cup final a couple of years ago and didn't turn up for the final when Hibs destroyed them in the final there was still a good turnout there was a big atmosphere about it and uh, that's the only cup they haven't won They've got Morton in the first or the second round as it is this time at home. Um, leave up a score to settle with Morton. Morton put them out the cup a couple of years ago. So I'm sure Jeffries will be looking for a cup run. I think he'd be desperate to do well in it. I don't think he would thank you at all if you said, no, I just give up the cup and concentrate in the league. He wouldn't be interested. Well, let's turn to league action then. Do you get the sense, as I do, that there's almost a an anti-climax to the league before we've even got started. This is the, the lowest key start to a league that I can remember and it's almost as if the league, the clubs, Scottish football, journalists, everybody is is trying to dampen expectations because we're all expecting such a, a poor season caused by the money problems. Um, is it low key? Yes, I think it probably is lower key than it's been in previous seasons. And last night's result in Norway, of course, hasn't helped the, the nation's feeling about football. But I think that'll change within a week or two. I think the league will get up and running. People will be getting excited about it again. We as reporters will become excited. I'm excited about it anyway. I love going to these games. But I think all the reporters are going to get themselves picked up about it. We'll be reading about it. Things will be happening. Um, as the, the Prime Minister once said what, what's your biggest fear? Events dear boy, events, and events will happen you know, things will happen and it'll, it'll change round and I think it'll be another um, 
Exciting season, will it be a season of great football? I think we're still to wait and see if that happens because I don't think last season was. I think it was average, if you like, in terms, but uh, exciting end. Well, let's look at Hel- uh, let, let's look at Hamilton this weekend. I fear that this could be a goalless draw as both teams size each other up, and I fear that we're all going to think, "Oh, here we go! It's going to be another season of this." Really, what we want is a, a four-three game, and you know, we'll say Kilmarnock, but I think if it was even four-three Hamilton, it would it would cause a sense of excitement, wouldn't it? I think you must be in the pessimism pills here. <laughs> you know, you're, you're really you're downbeat about this, and I, I'm not sure that anybody else is. Um, at the, the Kilmarnock Open Day last Sunday as I said I called in just briefly I was passing and I called in to see how many people were there and it was packed there were loads of people there and so therefore there was certainly a latent interest um, there was lo- a lot going on and I just with the fact that the signings Kilmarnock have and how they're trying to beef up their forward line and trying to get goal scorers the hardest thing to get of course goal scorers but they're trying to get goal scorers into the team they're going to be going after it one of the reasons they had so many problems last year they couldn't score goals the defence can't hang out forever. You are going to lose goals as you go through the season. You've got to score more than the other teams. They'll be looking to do that. And do you think there will be goals then at the weekend? I do. I, I really do. I, I think people have got something to prove. It was quite nice Danny Invincible getting called up for the Australian squad that played the Republic of Ireland last night, for example. So he's not, He's that's going to give him a fill-up. Um, always, he's been a good player for Kilmarnock since the day and hour that he came. He has flat spells, as all players do. But I think the likes of him... Invincible, sorry, Invincible as I said, Connor Salmon, Kevin Kyle, Birchall, they've all got something to prove and I think they'll be able to prove it. Well go on, give me a prediction then. <laughs> it's only Thursday, but what is it Hansen says, it depends who's playing. Um, I fancy them actually, I fancy them because they haven't had a big change in their squad and Hamilton have. Hamilton have lost some decent players. They've brought in you know, some players and we don't know what they're like yet, they've still got to settle. They've brought in twins. I hope that doesn't confuse the defence. Oh, play that could be quite fun. If they play a pair of Portuguese twins and we don't know which is which, I hope they give them different numbers. <laughs> At least for like, the guys in the press box trying to identify who they are. But, uh, I yes, if they get it be. wrong, no one will know. Well... I bet you they do. <laughs> I bet you somebody like you, Chris, will pick me we'll, up. We'll pick you up in it, yeah. So, so you're, you're kind of dancing around a scoreline for me. I am. I, yeah, it's, it's so difficult to start this season. We're done. Yeah, let's let's yeah, go 3 yeah, 1 on. for Kilmarnock. 3 1. 3 1 for Kilmarnock. Okay. I think there's going to be some goals. You've got enough optimism for both of us. Okay, that'll do. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, the, the, in terms of the low key start of the season, I do think it's low key, but I really, really hope that Kilmarnock get off to, to a flying start. I hope they avoid the injuries because if they don't, Christmas is going to be another yeah. uh, blue time for, uh, for, for the fans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they can do it. I think uh, I think they're going to have fun at the weekend, and if they get off to a good start with the right mentality, then who knows? Do you think top six is possible this oh, year? Oh yeah, I, I think they're looking for a top six, um, as everybody else is. And you know, we've seen some some poor results from the likes of Aberdeen and Motherwell, for example, in, in their European adventure. But too early in the season for them, the same as the Scotland team last night. So we can't read too much into how they're going to be in their league form from what they did in Europe. But I think the likes of Aberdeen, Motherwell, are going to struggle every bit as much as the Hamiltons, the Kilmarnocks, the Motherwell, you know, these sort of teams. And if you take, I'm sure Rangers and Celtic are going to finish at the top because they've got more money than everybody else and they buy the best players and they pay the best wages. That's going to happen. For the other ten, they're all looking at the top six finish. They're looking at from three to six, you know. Well, hopefully Kilmarnock will get all three points on Saturday. The first game of this season's SPL is against Hamilton. Good luck to uh, the team and uh, enjoy yourself if you're going along to watch the game. You've been listening to Kick Talk 
Kelly time. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Remember, if you'd like to get in touch, you can email sports at podcastplace.co.uk. Until next week, goodbye.